Oh yes. Not you. One day, it shall all come to an end. This whole thing about the earth and everything, the world. And one day, salvation will pay. The faithfulness of walking in holiness will really pay on one day. It will be mighty on that day to have been born again. The secret of walking in holiness that you see the few who are walking in holiness are doing now. The secret they behold will be exposed on that day. The secret treasure of walking in holiness there are few on the earth today that love holiness and so to, that day you will know you will know the treasure they have been beholding the secret of the holiness they have been walking in and yet when you read the book of Genesis chapter 11 verse 4 look at what he says here he says again Genesis 11 I give you time to get there the tower of Babel then they said come let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. That is amazing. They decided they want to build a tower to reach God. Human effort. And yet, it crumbled. It came down. They were scattered. Actually, they were scattered. What the Lord did, He mixed up their languages and scattered them across the face of the earth. And so, it stands as a tower, towering high in the spiritual realm warning a generation that if you want a connection with God you have to go back to God only God lowered that ladder and touched it down to the earth the other end touched the earth and and then, he says, God is the initiator of this connection. You cannot say, oh, let us go and uh, be a modern church and build crystals, put crystals in our church, put some rich gold and glass and what, a nice house, and then now we will are connected with God. There are, many, there are many churches which are crystals globally but they are empty. God is not there and he's saying 
God alone initiates the connection between his heaven and the earth. So when John saw heaven standing open, it was the Lord that opened the doors to heaven. Can we go step by step on this? Step by step. Let us keep reading. And he says, again Genesis 28 verse 17, on this beautiful Wednesday night, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this was supposed to be an introduction, so I'm not going to use the word introduction anymore, right? Because then we end up having it up to the end. So, Genesis 28, verse 17, he says, he was afraid. And he said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we read on now? The book of Genesis. Chapter 3. Verses 23-24 he says. Again another human effort. He says. So the Lord banished. The Lord God banished Adam. Banished him from the garden of Eden. Scattering him. Like he did those who did Tower of Babel. He says the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden. To walk the ground. From which he had been taken. After he drove the men out. He placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden. Kerubim. And a flaming sword flashing back and forth. Look at that now. To guard the way to the tree of life. To guard the way to the tree of life. The connection that was connected to God that can be synonymous with this ladder, with this stairway of Jacob. At this place here, it is amazing because again, they abandoned God. Adam and Eve abandoned God. And then they tried on their own way how to reach God. And then the Lord shut down the ladder. Shut down the way. That comes to him. Step by step, blessed people. And then he says, if you go again, Genesis 28, verse 14, right next door, and he says the following, verse 14, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you spread out to the west, 
and to the east and to the north and to the south and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you and your offering. So you can see that here he gathered, he's gathering. And if you go now to the book of Matthew 28 verses 16 to 20 say go ye out there and gather and make disciples of all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In other words, gathering them for the kingdom of God. In other words, realizing the blessing he said, through you, Jacob, all the nations will be blessed. Meaning the Messiah is coming through you. Turn with me now to John chapter 1. On this beautiful Wednesday evening service. When the word is sweeter than honey. John chapter 1, blessed people. Listen to what he says here. Jacob is lying there. Remember, this is the painting you have tonight. This is the pictorial. This is the painting you have. That John the Apostle, he looks up and he sees heaven standing open. The door to heaven has opened. And then a voice is talking to him, come up here. And the other picture is Jacob lying on the rock. And there is a stair that has been lowered by Yahweh. And the lower end is touching the earth. The upper end is touching heaven. And there is a communication. Angels descending, ascending. That is the picture you have. And then Jacob says, this must be the house of the Lord. This must be the gate of heaven. That is the picture you have. And then he says, we are now reading John chapter 1 verse 51. He says the John chapter 151. Once I get it, I'll read it. It says, He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Hey. Hey. Jacob is seeing them ascending and descending. And then he says, this must be the house of the Lord. This must be the gate of heaven. John chapter 10 verse 9. Look at what he says now. I'm simply revealing to you 
about the vision of the glorious stairs that I saw the church climbing as she entered in the rapture. She entered into the kingdom of everlasting life in heaven. John chapter 10 verse 9 turn with me there and he says I am the gate and whoever enters through me will be saved he will come in and go out and find pasture whom did Jacob see who was this ladder? Whom did I see? On that January 15th, the year 2017, who was that that was facilitating the church and they are climbing and they are entering? Hallelujah! Who was that that gave the church the way? that opened the gate like this. He said, I am the gate. And nobody enters except through me. The vision of January 15th, 2017. And then when you turn right next to John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. Nobody ever comes to the Father except through me. Hey, who is this that opened heaven for John the Apostle? And what was the prophecy when Jacob lay there and saw that the ladder came and touched down and the angels descending and descending? What was the prophecy? And what is the short-term prophecy of the recent January 15th, 2017 when he showed me the stairs of heaven and the church walking in and they never looked back. They don't want to look at cancer. Don't want to look at death. They don't want to look at mortuaries. They don't want to look at cemeteries. Don't want to look at funeral meetings. Cancer, diabetes, whatever. They went and never looked back. What was that short-term prophecy? Who was that? That they were climbing like this, facilitating them to enter. They were not looking back because they know what they are living back there. They know that there they are living the coronavirus. They are living HIV virus. They are living STI, sexually transmitted infections. They are living cancers. Leukemia. They are leaving fibroids behind. Bleeding diseases. Brain tumors. They are leaving the distress of mental illness and distress. Depression. They are leaving all the suicides behind. They are leaving diabetes and blood conditions. They are leaving breast cancers behind. They are leaving unemployment behind. They are leaving rent areas behind. 
behind, whereby rent arrears all the time. Rent arrears. Rent, the agent has asked, when will you start paying? Uh, just give me next month. Uh, just give me one more month. They, they are leaving those troubles behind. They are leaving divorces behind. Divorce. Murders. They are leaving sin behind. And the consequence of sin is death. They are leaving death behind there. Nobody wants to look back. When I saw them go up, they did not look back. The dumping of dead bodies in the streets. Out of coronavirus. And the stench of death. They are living behind. They are now entering the kingdom of glory. Who is this who has given them facilitation? Facilitated them? Who has opened for them that gate? What did Jacob see? I. Who has facilitated them? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I. Nobody comes to the Father except through Him. Do you understand why the Lord reminded me tonight in this tremendous vision, taking me back? Taking me back to the journey Jacob took. The book of 1st Timothy. Turn with me to 1st Timothy. 1st Timothy chapter 2. Blessed people, turn with me to 1st Timothy. Chapter 2. Verse 5. And he says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all of us, all men. One mediator. His name is Christ Jesus my Lord. My Savior. My Redeemer. The mediator between the earth and heaven. Aye. Aye. So tell me. Why doesn't the world return to Jesus then? He say one mediator. So you cannot even do interfaith. No, 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 no. It's very clear. The Bible is very clear. It says there is one mediator, one God, and one mediator between heaven and earth. Between God and man. I tell you. 
This is amazing. He He's saying Anasema that Jesus yesu is this ladder. Jesus yesu is this stair. Jesus yesu is this channel. Jesus yesu is this connection. Jesus yesu is this facilitation. Jesus yesu is this bridge. Jesus yesu is this mediator. Ai. Ai. John chapter 20. Kitabu cha Yohana sura ya 20. John 20. Kitabu cha Yohana 20. Turn with me there blessed people. Gauka pamoja nami pale watu wabarikiwa. And I'm reading verse 17. Nami ninasoma mstari wa 17. Jesus said. Yesu akamwambia. Do not hold on to me. Usinishike. For I have not yet returned to the Father. Kwa maana mimi sijarudi kwa baba. For I have not yet opened the way. Kwa maana mimi sijafungua njia bado. For I have not yet lowered the stairs. Kwa maana bado sijazishusha ngazi. Do not hold on to me. Usinishike. For I have not yet returned to the Father. Kwa maana sijarudi kwa baba. Go instead to my brothers. Lakini nenda kwa ndugu zangu. And tell them. Ukawaambia. I am returning to my Father. Ninarudi kwa baba yangu. And you are Father. Na baba yenu. To my God. Kwa Mungu wangu. And you are God. Na Mungu wenu. Hai. Hai. I'm returning. At that point he had just resurrected. He was still wet. And he went up. And at that point he touched the blood on the mercy seat. And then opened the way. He atoned for all. Even those not yet born. He opened for them all. Even those not yet born. He gave them access. With only one requirement. That you may believe. The gospel. And receive him. And be holy. Be holy without which you cannot see him again and so what is the lord saying so now again back to our reference scripture the book of revelation chapter 4 verse 1 and i said it's so difficult to move out of verse 1 because there is so much to chew on you can imagine how loaded you are with so much knowledge now if ever one day we church will begin the coronavirus dissipate disappear and you go back to preach you really have a lot you are loaded he says again this is just revelation chapter 4 verse 1 that is where all this is coming from the door that is standing open the channel the communication the stairs that i saw the stairs jacob saw so what i saw january 1 january 15 2017 was actually the ladder of jacob only tonight now he confirmed to me. 
Mnaweza kuona ya kwamba kuna mengi kabisa ambayo yamejaa kwenye kitabu cha ufunuo sura ya 4 mstari wa kwanza kwa sababu What is our ranking? We are number two globally. That is very powerful. We are trending number two globally. That is so powerful because the message they are getting is an ultimate instruction. He's saying, not from human effort. The generation of the Tower of Babel, they tried and failed. But now Jacob, asleep here, God the initiator, he lowers the ladder and he says, the Messiah will come through you and connect the generations to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! How mighty! Again, back to our reference scripture. Reference scripture. Turn with me the book of John, uh, Revelation chapter 4. Verse 1. After this, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speak to me like a trumpet said, Come up here. Three words. Come up here. And I will show you what must take place after this. It changed everything. Such that when John now went up, he found that he had been translated into the spiritual realm. He found that he had been changed, transformed. Translated. And now, he has abandoned the earthly vessel that, that God made by touching soil, put, putting a little saliva on the soil and then building man. He has now left that vessel and is now wearing the incorruptible vessel. He is wearing the immortal vessel and is wearing the everlasting body. Now he can be a beholder of the enormous glory of God like in Kisumu like in Kisumu when the Lord presented the two in a very very dreadful way and you see that the other one is in the glorious body and that body is actually transfiguration total transfiguration you can see he's even taller than the one in front and total transfigured the glowing you can see that the glory of that glorious body is glowing through through this one that has the physical body the one that went up with the with the chariot of fire it passes through the physical body that's why these two prophets can behold the glory they can, they can partake of the events in heaven otherwise you cannot John had to get rid of the earthen vessel the earth 
pot, this vessel that is corruptible here. And when he was now translated, he felt he was now in the spiritual realm. And he says, come up here and I show you the things that must happen from this point on. After this. Now you can behold them. The things that are going to happen after this. Including the throne of God where we are going to come shortly. Even to see the throne the seat of God that is the seat of his majesty the seat of the monarch of heaven the seat of authority the seat of power the seat of his reignship his dominion, his rulership Aye. to see it that is the seat of authority the seat of God himself that is the seat of of his majesty the seat of his kingship the seat of his honor that is now the seat of power the seat of his authority sovereignty that is now what is called the transcendence of God the most high God the supremacy of God the superiority of God that is the one that now demands worship the unmatched now that is the most high God that is the one that is unequal now and you cannot behold that when you are still in this dust unto dust go back to dust for dust thou art when you are still made out of this pot of dust here today you have seen why the two prophets can behold because they bear the glorious body and that's why I told you even this a few hours ago he showed me exactly this glorified totally the, the two of them are going to be totally glorified and I could see the two heads too much glory it was blindening except for their two heads that the Lord left so I could see now that is when now they can also partake of the conversation and the instruction from God himself on this mission about the coming of the Messiah otherwise you cannot with the earthly body know this earthen body know it will rapture the fullness of the glory of God is too much for this body. And that's why he said he was transformed. But what happens after that? Let me show you what must happen after this. That after this that he is shown, you begin to understand that the rapture is really the tipping point, the turning point where the scale goes down like this. Because everything changes on the earth. The wrath of God is poured. We are going to see this very shortly. But let's walk through this now. So, 
He has said that the difference between the ladder of Jacob and the tower of Babel Tafaut is what I said. The difference between the, the, the ladder of Jacob and the tower of Babel is that the tower of Babel was a complete kaput, a complete failure collapsed was not able to connect man to God talking about the physical effort you see in the church if I saw a big seed I might get my name into the Lamb's book of life Aye! and some pastors are lying to them like that that effort, that human effort, that physical effort leads nowhere. But submission under the will of God then all of a sudden your eyes will open and you will see the Christ. And then you will understand the way to heaven that God himself has lowered. The glorious stairs of heaven. The ladder of Jacob. Today we have received the revelation of the vision of January 15th, 2017. From a dream. How powerful for God himself. However long it took. But wait for him himself to reveal. To be under the total guidance of God and leadership of God. This is beautiful gospel, blessed people. Gospel of the kingdom of God. We have found the revelation. We've been given the revelation. In a tremendous vision this past night. That what I showed you is essentially the ladder of Jacob. It is the ladder of Jacob. And so, I want us to handle this now before we enter the second part. So now, again, our lead scripture is Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 where suddenly after the conversation about the church and we see in Revelation chapter 1 the church is represented by the lampstands which is such a begging question it begs, it cries out a question to the present day church and he's asking the present day church are you really the light of the world are you illuminating the light of Christ into the dark chambers of this earth instead if you look at the inner chambers of the church there is total darkness Giza Totoro absolute obscuridad how then can you be the light of the earth when abortions are at the pulpit when you are having 
night vigils and when the pastor goes down go, goes downstairs to his office one of, he calls one of the girls to prepare him some coffee at 3 a.m a short break during the night kesha and yet down there they are in sexual sin and then when they finish then they come back and you see now she's sitting there and the pastor comes to the pulpit can you imagine and then he says praise the lord it really crushed my heart when that report reached me from somebody that was involved it, it said i cannot believe he say, he stood there and said praise the lord and so are you the light of the world remember the church was ordained as the light of Christ meant to illuminate the dark world and enlighten the world on everything that's happening now and happening when and the nearness to the coming of the king to reach out to the perishing of the world to remove them from alcohol and drugs to minister life into their lives and to do the great commission that the Lord ordained the church with at the Calvary cross and so now you can see John again is standing and when he looks up heaven is open and then he hears come up here and then all of a sudden he's up there but do you remember that this same John was the most beloved disciple of Jesus does anybody remember that he was the most beloved disciple of Jesus the disciple that Jesus loved most that's how the Bible puts it and now he is the one who is raptured snatched up he is raptured he is kidnapped rapture means interruption and snatch he is snatched up and caught up with God in heaven isn't there a message for the church isn't there a message for the church isn't the Lord saying that I will only rapture those that love me remember he can see the hearts of all the disciples and he must have seen that John loved him so much so so much in fact it is said that whenever Jesus sat John sat at his foot like this and leaned his head on his knee like this 
na lazima awe aliona kwamba Yohana alimpenda sana kabisa kabisa hata hivyo inasemekana to the extent that when Jesus sat and was ministering to them on a chair like this John always came and sat down there on the soil there and he always leaned on Jesus like this the most beloved disciple of Jesus Isn't it true that the Lord is transmitting a message to you the church? That the Lord knows the hearts of all men. That he's coming to rapture only those that love him so much that you can't wait for his return. Hallelujah. Those who are in great anticipation expectation when they think about the coming of the Messiah they literally shake and tremble great expectation great anticipation with great anxiety when they think of how much they love Jesus they weep their tears roll like two rivers isn't there a message for you that the same disciple that Jesus loved most is the one he is using here as an icon an epitome he is rapturing him into the kingdom of glory isn't God speaking a lesson to you a message to you and say you'd rather love Jesus with all your heart because he's coming to take only those that love him have loved him and love him you cannot say that oh lord you know when, when i reach there i will love you more i'll love you when i just reach there you will see I'll, i promise you i'll love you more here i'm going through things but there i'll love you because i will have nothing else to handle Hey, if you can't love him in this life then you will not love him but he